Welcome to MI Insider, a show where Mercer Islanders give their perspectives on issues here at home and across the world. I'm Miles Avales, and my goal is to highlight the people behind the headlines. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to another episode of MI Insider. I'm Miles Avalas and today I'm joined by Creed Finnefrock. Creed, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello everyone. Uh, I'm Creed Finnefrock as Miles said. Miles and I did a radio show for a few years back. Uh, it was called That's Debatable where we take hot topics and then just have fun talking about it, analyzing both sides. And uh, currently I'm at the United States Air Force Academy as a freshman. And uh, today I think we're just talking about my experience here. So. Thanks for having me, Miles. Of course. And if you're a regular listener of the 7 a.m. hour on Thursdays, you will remember that show because it's the same time that this show, MI Insider, plays. To get right into the questions, what made you want to join the Air Force Academy? So my original motives to join the Air Force Academy, first thing, it was free college. I knew I couldn't afford to go anywhere else, really, and I don't want to have to work a job all the time. So Free college was a huge push. I wanted to be a pilot. I've always wanted to be a pilot. So having that direct path here at the academy where you're guaranteed a job afterwards and the chances of getting a pilot slot is huge. So just being able to have that dream kind of set up for me while getting the benefits of free college. It's also a rigorous school and I wanted something that would challenge me, help keep you know me pushing myself physically and mentally in my education. Like the classes here are insanely hard, um, which is great. The physical side of it is pretty good. And then just having that military aspect, like my grandpa was in the army and I wanted to continue that sort of service to the country. So yeah, those are, those are my reasons. And it's quite a commitment because you're guaranteeing your four years at the school. And then after that, you guarantee another several years of being in the military. So what would yeah. you say was your long-term plan going in? I had no long-term plan. Um, <laughs> I guess the best version of my long-term plan was like, oh, this is a really great opportunity. I don't want to pass it up. I really wanted to commit to something bigger than myself, I guess. And this was a really good way to do that. Having a guaranteed job afterwards was nice. So that was kind of just some sort of assurance I wanted in my life. And I guess my plan was just to get that assurance. So after you graduate, depending on your job, you could serve for a minimum of five years to I think a minimum of nine or 10, depending on what job you get. And usually pilots have a longer service commitment just because the military puts a ton of time and effort into you and they don't want you to just like disappear after one or two years um, of flying. And can you walk us through the process of applying and eventually getting into the academy? Yeah, so applying was a long process. It was a good process though. Um, you have to apply to a senator or some sort of high leadership position basically. So I applied to senator and then state representatives. And then depending on if you have military in your family or not, you can apply to the vice president or the president yourself. And so you apply to them, essays, interviews, yada, yada. And then if you get a nomination from them, you go through a medical process, a physical testing process, basically seeing how many push-ups you can do, that sort of like basic physical fitness test. Then after that, you'll get a notification from the academy saying if you got in or not. Um, that's a really short version of the application process, but uh, usually that time frame goes from nominations being due in September or October, and then you find out 
that you've been accepted to the academy around April. Or if you're just an amazing candidate, you'll find out in like January, which some of my friends did. So would you say that because of the rigor of the Air Force Academy's admissions that most people who get in end up wanting to go? Yeah, the majority of people who get in end up wanting to go. And the people who don't go to the Air Force Academy probably got into like Naval Naval Academy or West Point and choose to go there instead. Or they were people who got into Harvard and had the you know ability to go there. I think 1,200 were accepted into my class out of a little over 10,000 applicants or something like that. And uh, 1,073 showed up to basic. So that extra 100, 127 or so people either went to a different academy, decided college wasn't for them, or just were like, sweet, I got in and then didn't take that opportunity. And then after you got in, what was the first summer like? It was basic, right? So it's like you show up the day of, it's called I-Day, and you basically show up. And then as soon as you get there, you go through some like in processing, like you take an oath and then you get on this bus and it drives you up to the main area of the academy. And then as soon as like the bus stops, the yelling begins. And then it's six weeks of yelling and, you know, doing all these military things, yada, yada. And it's, um, it's awful. <laughs> it's, it's pretty hard, but it's like a really cool experience because you come out of it changed as a person like so many new abilities like your team works way better like you're able to operate under stressful circumstances obviously this basic at the academies are different from like a normal basic right we're just having teenage or not teenagers but like um upperclassmen yelling at us like juniors and seniors so it's a little less scary than actual military trainers but they'll the military trainers will be marching around every once in a while and then the first three weeks you're basically just learning the processes and then you have two weeks where you're off at a valley doing outdoor stuff. And then you come back for a week just to get ready for the school year while you're still getting trained and dealing with the 5 a.m. basic wake-ups. And then you have like your day that goes until 9 or 10. So it's like long days. Um, you're cut off from the outside world too, right? So you can write letters, which was great. Like getting letters from people was amazing. Um, but for me, the hardest day was 4th of July because you, you could see all the fireworks off in the distance and then you're standing there in uniform getting yelled at and you're like, dang, I wish those were me right now. <laughs> Having fun down at my house with my family. Was this uh, initiation and boot camp, was this a surprise to you of the screaming and everything? I, I'm sure you expected it, but emotionally, yeah, I, how was it dealing with that? So I knew about it going in, but that first time I got yelled at, I was like, geez, why are they so mean, right? Like, because I, I haven't really been yelled at before, like seriously yelled at before coming to the academy. So it's like the first time they yelled at me, I was like, why are y'all so mad? And then I realized they just yell because they can't, right? They yell because it's their job. Like they're trained to do these things to put us under stress, make us feel uncomfortable. So like the first, first time I got in trouble, I guess, right? Like where I did something wrong. I just wore the wrong pair of socks. Now, like that doesn't seem like a big thing but looking back at it i was like yeah i look like an absolute doofus wearing white socks in the operational camouflage uniform right ocps and so, so it's like i look like an absolute doofus so they're trying to teach you how to do things right but a lot of that comes with yelling because they want you to move fast and think quick and be able to operate under that stress so like it took a while to get used to but now like i just went through what's called recognition weekend we can talk about that later but like they're yelling at us the whole time and it just felt okay. Like I wasn't that bothered by it anymore. So would you say you are, 
you've been hardened now or just well adjusted? Well adjusted, probably. Right. Like it can it can still get to you sometimes, but you realize that everything is just a mind game. Like if you do on average well and at what you do, they're not really gonna get mad at you. And they're just yelling at you because they can. So if you just stay good with that attitude and say, oh, I'm not actually in trouble or like I'm going to get my stuff done as fast as I can and they're going to yell at me no matter what. So I might as well just do it well and have a good attitude about it. Like your life's going to be way easier. So does this boot camp type activity run concurrently with the school year? Yeah. So every single summer, um, depending on what grade you're in, right? So the incoming freshmen always go through the boot camp right? The sophomores kind of go do their own thing or the upcoming sophomores, I guess you'll have a break and then you'll have like a combat survival training three week period. And then you'll have three weeks of another thing. I'm going to take soaring. So I'll learn how to fly gliders, which is sick. Um, Some people are taking jump, which is skydiving for three weeks. Some people are taking like space programs where they get to go on like zero gravity flights. And then others are doing like special operation programs where they're kind of preparing for that sort of career field if that's what they want to go into juniors can help run basic seniors can help run basic and they'll also have other things at the same time but yeah it's, it's just a cool process and then the graduating class just gets 60 days off of like paid leave so usually people just go to the countries all over the world and like celebrate for 60 days and travel and get to like explore the world it's pretty sick oh, that's cool and then after those summers are done how do you go about transitioning from boot camp mode to student mode? Yeah, so freshman year is awful, and that's just the deal. After you get through basic, you move into your new squadron, just dorms basically, and they're all sectioned off. And so in that squadron, there's going to be 70 to 80 upperclassmen, and you got to learn all their names, their job, their rank, and then you're going to follow these certain rules throughout freshman year, where every time you go into the hallway, you got to walk at attention using facing movements, basically just like marching. If you see an upperclassman walking towards you, you're going to greet them with the full greeting and everything. And then you got to be in your uniform between whatever time you have to wake up, which is usually, I woke up at around like 5.45 on an average day until 7.50. And then you got to change into a new uniform and you can't wear civilian clothes at all until the recognition weekend when when that event's over. And so there's just a lot of rules that freshmen have to follow. Like you gotta carry a bag in your left hand everywhere you go, run to class on marble strips that are the outside of the walkways. Right. It's just like your life is as inconvenient as it can get, but it's not it's not terrible. Right. It's just very annoying for a while. So are you on edge constantly or do you just kind of learn to deal with it? Um, You learn to deal with it. I'd say the first week or so, you're like ecstatic that you don't have to follow the basic rules anymore, right? You're like, oh my gosh, I have have so much more freedom. Like I can go walk places by myself, you know, still at attention or whatever. But like you have more freedom where you can talk to people, you can smile, you can like, you know, do stuff you couldn't do in basic. And then eventually it catches up to you and then going into winter you're just like dang i wish this was over with and you get spring break or i mean winter break and you get to wear civilian clothes for three weeks and go back home and just like be free and then you show back up again and go all the way back into the freshman rules and then in what ways does it ease up after freshman year 
So the accumulating event, like the final event of freshman year is called recognition. And that's basically the entirety of basic smushed into three days, right? And it's physically challenging, mentally challenging. And then after that, you recognize and you get to wear civilian clothes. You get to basically be an upperclassman where you can walk anywhere. Um, you can talk all the time. Like you're all the dumb freshman rules, basically. And not dumb, but all the annoying freshman rules just disappear. And the only rules left are like follow your military duties. And that's pretty much it. Like you still got to wear a uniform to class and you have to have your door open during certain hours so that your room can get graded if they have to. But other than that, you're done. That's cool. So, really nice. so you go back to more of a, as close you as become, you can, I guess, to like a normal college experience. Yeah. So you become human again is what everyone likes to say. <laughs> so like you're basic, no human rights. You're a freshman, you have like three total human rights, and then you get recognized, and then you're human, and you're like, you have choice over your life, finally. Have you Uh, gone through that yet? Yeah, so I just went through that this last weekend, and I got recognized, like, maybe 5% of the freshmen don't, and then within like two weeks, they get recognized after, so they still have to like follow the freshman rules for like one to two weeks after. And it's just really embarrassing to see them because like it could be your friend. And so you're like walking around joking with friends and you look over and your friend's over there like running, holding a bag in his left hand. And you're like, oh boy. <laughs> they walk it's past you after to salute you? Nah. No. <laughs> so what does a typical school day look for you? Um, the typical school day for me, the school week is split up into two sections. One day is M days. The other day are T days. M days, you'll have a certain series of classes and those always stay the same. And then T days are other classes, right? So like my M day, I only have physics, which is sixth and seventh period. So I have the entire morning off, which is great. So I get to like sleep in now. Now I get to sleep in. I didn't as an unrecognized freshman. Yeah. Um, but then T days, I have second, fourth and sixth. So I'll, I'll usually just get up. I'll go through my classes, maybe hang out in the library for an hour, study, and then lunches are mandatory. So you have to go to a common lunch. And that's a cool experience in in part because you just get to be around people in your squadron, get to know them better. And it's free food. So you can't hate on it. It might not taste good all the time, but it's free foods. So like <laughs> it rarely you does take your you blessings know. when you can. Yeah. yeah. It's cool food, you know. <laughs> but would you say that all of these experiences have led you to being closer with the people around you? Yeah. The people that I went through basic with and the people that I'm in squad with now, like are people I can trust. Like the people I went through basic with, I'll be like, I'll trust them for life. That sort of thing. Like I'll stay in touch with them. Like if I see them 30 years down the road, I'll be like, how's it going? Like I'll, I'll be able to have a good conversation with them. Um, it's just, this is cool because you get a sort of bond with people that you can't get unless you have it through a shared suffering, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's quite special. And what can you say about the quality of the education that you received? Overall, it's really good. We have one of the best engineering and aeronautical programs in the entire United States world. Like the things you're offered here are just insane. There's a massive amount of majors and minors. Like my major is foreign area studies with a focus on Chinese. 
like China and history. So basically my entire major is focused around China, China's history, um, other Asian countries and, and how just like that relates to the United States. And then there's lots of language courses, like there's Spanish, Portuguese, Chinese, Japanese, German, Russian. So there's a lot of really amazing options here at the school. I have friends who like wake up early in the morning and part of their school day is to go down to the airfield and go fly. Like that's a course that they take is literally to just go fly. That's insane. And obviously they have to do stuff, right? But like having that as an option is like, you know, obviously, you know, it sucks waking up early, but waking up early to go fly an airplane. And that's just like taken care of by the school. It's like, here's, here's your opportunity to go get flat hours or like get your own private pilot's license. Like the opportunity is insane. So it's really good education, insane opportunities. In the Air Force Academy, do you have to earn your way to being able to fly or is that just kind of everyone has the opportunity to do that? Um, you, you mean as a job? Yeah, yeah. After college, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So everyone gets ranked in your class. There's like a thousand cadets per grade. So you'll get ranked in your class in the top like 500. If they wanted a pilot slot, they're basically guaranteed it. The bottom 500, like most likely going to get a pilot slot too if they wanted it. Now, the people who come here, like I'd say 30 to 50% want a pilot slot. And the other 50 just want to do acquisitions, data, or they go into the Space Force, or they end up going off to a different college paid for by USAFA and getting like a master's or PhD. Um, yeah, you're kind of guaranteed a pilot slot if you want it. And is that still your goal? And like, I guess in general, how would you say your goals have changed over the course of the time you've been here so far? So my original goal was to fly and that's still the same. Like that's not going to change most likely, but I wanted, when I came here, I wanted to be an aeronautical engineering major and I got here and I realized that I don't like math and science is hard. <laughs> and so I realized that I was way more focused on languages. Just that's how my brain functioned. I thought languages were sick. Like I love learning about cultures and history. And so then I saw those options and decided to go that path instead. And I can still be a pilot, which is the cool part. Like, I don't have to be an aero major to go be a pilot. I can study literally anything. Like, I have friends who are management majors that are going to be pilots. And then my reason for being at the academy changed. Because my original reasons were, as I said earlier, like, free college, being able to fly. But when I got here, I realized that, like, staying here, part of it is also because of those things. Like, those things are still great and help make you want to stay here but the people here are absolutely amazing like the average person you could walk up to any person in like a common area and they'll be a genius at something or you know they'll know all these different people and that they can help set you up with some sort of like really cool experience where you get to meet people from all over the world or like the people here are just amazing people in general so that's a really cool thing is like you get to be around just stellar people and that helps you raise yourself up in how you perform in life and so that's another thing that changes like my reason to be here kind of shifted yeah and you, you've talked about your ideas changing some of your goals changing but i guess on a broader level how do you think if at all your first year has changed you like fundamentally i'm a more confident person is the first thing. If anyone knew me in high school, I was quiet 
and I didn't like being around people and I was awkward and that's just that's how I was I was an awkward person but being here kind of gave me a taste of the real world and having to deal with people and it's it's opened me up to new opportunities and so I'm able to go into conversations feeling confident now which is really awesome I just have a lot more self-confidence and then mentally I feel like I've gotten a lot stronger like a lot tougher I see some difficult task and I'm like yeah I can do that whereas in the past I might have looked at it and been like oh that's too hard I don't want to do it and then I've just become I think more concise in my language in general I heard all about that when we were doing that's debatable creed we're concise enough <laughs> oh I was very much not concise which made it kind of fun because our shows would be long yeah. But then you'd listen to it and it's like, oh, he's just saying the same thing. Over and <laughs> no, that was good though. Cause I was still like learning how to talk just like at all, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't, I was not good at filling time when I first started. No, filling yeah. time's a good, a good ability to have. I wouldn't keep, keep that ability for sure, but um, it's not necessary in real life. I'd say. Yeah. And now I do recorded shows where I don't need to fill time and I could just cut out the pauses. <laughs> But I guess to close us out, what advice would you give to someone who is considering entering one of the military academies or the Air Force in particular? Make sure it's what you really want to do. Don't do it because someone else in your family did it. Don't do it because you feel pressure from friends. Don't do it because you think like, oh, this might be cool, but you aren't totally committed. If you're not totally committed, you're not going to have a good time. So I'd say that's my main, main advice. The other is just keep pushing. Like if there's what you really want, you're going to fight for it. So keep pushing through all the hard times and it gets better. Like it always gets better. Tough times don't last. All right. Well, I think that's all the time we have, but I want to thank you, Creed, for coming on this show and sharing your insight with us today. Yeah, of course. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of MI Insider. You can listen to the show live on Thursdays at 7 a.m. or as a podcast, which can be found on the KMIH website. But for now, keep listening to 88.9 The Bridge.